What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode 105 of Smack Talk from SmarkOutMoment.com. I am your host, as always, Tony Mango. With me on the mic this evening, we have, from the Keeping Kayfabe podcast, Mike Payton. I am currently purchasing all different types of crazy domain names, so if you think of a funny, clever one, please send it my way so that I can buy it and get lots of money down the road. He already has Optimus.Prime. Yes, <laughs> Optimus.Prime! It's awesome! <laughs> From Nerd Genius, we have Michael Burhan. Hi. He's I'm not, not purchasing any. domain names. I'm just standing there looking at capture cards that have an SDI output. And we have Steven Huego. Hey man, sorry, my mic decided it was not going to <laughs> unmute. Maybe like, we don't have Steven Huego. Yeah, it was like, I click the mute button and it's like, nope, fuck you. <laughs> so yeah, I'm here. Can we just talk about all the funny domain names Mike's going to be buying throughout the whole show? <laughs> Maybe so. Don't ask. Our main event special feature for tonight's episode will be a discussion on whether or not WWE should give the World Heavyweight Championship or any other kind of titles to Damian Sandow, or if he should come up short in his feud with John Cena and get taken down the ladder in what we call Belt or Bury. But on top of that, we also have the usual hot tag segment where we run down the current events in wrestling. And, as usual, our first segment, the Wrestling Trivia Question of the Week, otherwise known as the Ask Him. Before we get into this week's question, let's backtrack and tell you the answer to last week's question. So, Burhan, fill us in. Okay, last week's question, I asked you who the gentleman was that played the Shockmaster. And um, you came out with the answers. This is the first time, even though uh, our host here said it was a bit too cryptic, that you guys actually, everyone got it right. So... Um, the answer was Fred Ottoman, a.k.a. the Shockmaster, a.k.a. Tugboat, a.k.a. Typhoon, who played the Shockmaster, who is the uncle of Cody Rhodes. Um, and he, I, I believe he is related to Dusty in, in some form or fashion. I don't know exactly what the relationship is, but he is Cody's uncle. Um, the Desire No Metal 1 said the Shockmaster. I have no clue on the rest. Awesome Piano Man was the one who got the entire thing right. So kudos to Awesome Piano Man. And also uh, kudos for that picture that you posted up on there as well. Congratulations. He's in a nice little relationship. Aw. Everyone aw for him. No? Okay. I Curry on the Shockmaster, who is also Cody Rose's uncle. So correct, I Curry. Callum Gorman on Tugboat and the Shockmaster. He doesn't know the other part, though. Ah, terrible, Callum. But welcome to Smart Out Moment, because you're kind of new. Jamie Halloran, that one dislike is from Dace trying to get back on the show. Uh, he didn't answer the Apparently question. Not. Damn you, Jamie <laughs> O'Halloran. And Thomas Sander, who's always got these things right. He's on a real big roll at the moment. Bigger than what I Curry was on. Uh, Fred Ottoman, a.k.a. Tugboat or Typhoon in WWE. The gimmick you're asking for is the Shockmaster. He is said to be the uncle of Cody Rhodes, who is the other WWE uncle, is nasty boy Jerry Sags. So awesome, Thomas Sander. Your T-shirt's going to be coming out to you soon. I'm trying to short out the uh, spread shirts issues. Um, Watchman King 67 who is the Shockmaster played by Typhoon who is the uncle of Cody Rhodes and put baby at the end congrats so congrats to everybody that was awesome now let's move on to uh, this week's Ask Him of course where I say something in order to stump the host and then that will lead on to the second part of the question where we try to stump yourselves uh, to see if you get this one right so this week I'm going to move on to a bit of a a ring of honor one um I and i'm gonna do wrong. this 
I've got to do this, but it's also got a WWE link to it. So who is the WWE female who claims to be the first lady of Ring of Honor? Maria. Correct, Tony. Oh, wow. Ding, 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 ding. Now we're going to lead on to a WWE question for the rest of you guys out there. Um, so basically, Maria has, and I'm going to put the, has, as alleged, um, been with a WWE superstar. Name the superstar and name the other women that this superstar has been in a relationship with. He is a main event superstar, and I'm not going to name the person's catchphrase because you guys will get it. So that's pretty much it, guys. As I said, Maria claims to be to have been in a relationship with a with a WWE, a current WWE superstar. Name the superstar and name the relationships that the superstar has allegedly been in. All right, guys, tell us what you think the answer is, and we will tell you next week who gets it right, who gets it wrong on the special live edition of Smack Talk that will be coming your way, 10 p.m. Eastern, Friday night, November 15th at megapowersradio.com. Going to be mentioning that quite a bit tonight because I want everybody to turn out, call in, tell us what you think the answer is. And you could also do the same thing next week where we do a live edition of the Ask Him. Things are starting to heat up with the hot tags of the week where we break down what's going on with the current events in wrestling. And actually, there's not much going on this week either. Last week, we only had one hot tag. This week, we only have one hot tag. The only thing that is noteworthy in my mind to mention, because a lot of it's just hearsay and speculation and crap that we can skip past anyway, WWE wants to have a new animated web series called Camp WWE, where Vince McMahon is like the headmaster of a camp of a bunch of WWE superstars. Uh, Maybe that would be kind of funny. Probably it would be stupid as hell. It depends on where they take it. If they get somebody who is a talented writer... And they don't try to just market this to kids. They could have some decent jokes in it, but more than likely, I think this is going to be one of those real piece of shit shows that I watch one episode of and I can't watch anymore. What do you guys think about this, Steven? I had no idea it was coming on and I got no fucking interest in seeing it. If it was bad as that shitty little Thanksgiving one they did on WWE.com some years back, then I got no interest whatsoever. Brian? Um, yeah, I'm not bothered with this. Uh, next they're going to be doing WWE babies. <laughs> they might be doing that. Oh, God. To be fair, the chibi animation on YouTube is pretty awesome. The what animation? Have you not seen the, like, their little versions of the wrestlers in kindergarten and shit? That's funny. I, if, you, if anyone's seen it on YouTube. Does it have, uh, like, abundance of swearing in it? fair swearing it normally just takes a bunch of audio quotes and make them really funny and shit um but yeah if you search uh, wwe wrestlers chibi there's like 20 animations it's pretty good yeah i think because of the swearing that's probably why but they're probably trying to aim it at kids so it's gonna have john cena going and talking to cutie and then they're gonna go on little adventures and i'm gonna die inside actually from my understanding it's gonna be an adult primetime cartoon really Really? So it's funny. They're going to have the actual product where people are fighting on screen aimed at kids, and they're going to have a cartoon aimed for adults. Is it going to be like Ren and Stimpy or something where it's just fucking awful? No, it's going to be like Bob's Burgers or something like that where it's going to be, you know, a kid could watch it, but an adult is going to enjoy it so much more for what's going on there. Because they're going to have basically the lines that go over the kids' heads. From from what I understand, they got some really good writers on board. I I missed if you had said any of their names. They got someone who was on The Simpsons, I think. Really? They just need to to remake it in the same way that uh, 
South Park made the WWE episode. <laughs> it took a jab. Well, it depends on which Simpsons writer. Did they get like John Schwartzwelder or something? I doubt it, but <laughs> yeah, because if they got that, I'm totally sold on this. But if they got one of the people that's been responsible for the last oh, ten seasons, then that's got. You know what? Oh. I don't think it was the Simpsons. Actually, I think it might have been Aqua Teen Hunger Force. No, oh, I hate oh, that show. Okay. It's gonna be fucking shit. I can't stand that show. That's almost bad as Squidbillies. I can't stand that either. I can't stand most things on Cartoon Network. That's on Cartoon Network? Yeah. I don't swim, you mean. It's the same thing, isn't it? No. I don't know. I don't know. I know it's Cartoon Network station. No, yeah, Adult Swim is Cartoon Network. It's their it's their adult cartoon block at the end of the night. Yeah. Either way, I don't watch any of it anyway. But so if they end up having writers from that, then I'm not gonna like this whatsoever. Or if they have the writers that what was the his name Tyler Rex when he tried to do his animated thing with oh, Kurt Hawkins and all that if they have the same people that did that that was fucking terrible too. Yeah, I don't know if he got released because it was that bad or because it was just that goddamn awful. I think he got released because he was that pointless. He really didn't do anything in WWE. He was one of those people that I kept saying for the longest time. When are they just going to release him? We well, did have a good like re-debut. What when he was uh, all buffed out and everything? Yeah, and he had that weird freaking shitlocks going on in his head. <laughs> you on about Tyler Rex? Yeah. Um, they they was doing that wild card thing in Survivor Series for him for a while. Um, yeah, he had a bit of a surge of popular well, not popularity of relevancy, and then died off again. Uh, yeah, that was kind of within seconds. Yeah. Camp WWE, though, I don't know. I mean, I'll give it a shot. I'll give pretty much anything a shot when it comes to WWE. For the most part, I'm not going to be that impressed, I bet. But, hey, I thought that Total Divas was going to be awful, and I like watching that show, so you never know. It could be something entertaining. Anybody else have any other uh, thoughts on it? Nah. Eh. Is what it is. Let's take a little breather with the rest hold portion of the program where we use the downtime to scramble around some of the quicker segments and promotional material that we have going on at the moment. For instance, there's the Bleacher Report card. For those that are interested in knowing what I've written this week for that site, I've written one article projecting when Randy Orton is going to lose the WWE Championship. So if you want to read that, click on the link in the YouTube description, or you can find it on SmartOutMoment.com's homepage, the Facebook and Twitter accounts, and of course by searching on Bleacher Report itself. The YouTube comment of the week goes to, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly or not, but Malachi Burton 1234 who brings up a good point by saying... What's bullshit is Ziggler comes back from injury and gets buried even more than before. Cena comes back from injury and gets an automatic title shot. That's bullshit. Ziggler deserves the world title more than anyone else in the company right now. Cena doesn't deserve a championship because he's already had enough title shots and other people deserve it more than him in my opinion. What do you guys think? Is it fair that Cena gets special treatment and Ziggler gets pushed down? Or do you agree that they should have given Ziggler a better shot? Go ahead, let us know your thoughts on this issue in the comments. Remember guys, next week will be a special live edition of Smack Talk running on Friday, 10pm Eastern Time. The special feature for that episode is going to be the monthly mailbag, so send us in all the questions that you want us to answer on the show, and we'll make sure to get through each and every one of them throughout the night. 
But that's not all, because even if you don't send in a question ahead of time for the monthly mailbag, you can still call into the show live and talk wrestling with us. Ask us any questions you have, or just tell us what's on your mind and shoot the shit with us. The show will be uploaded on YouTube and iTunes and Stitcher after the fact, but if you want to catch us live, you have to go to our station, Megapowers Radio, which you can find at www.megapowersradio.com or blogtalkradio.com slash megapowersradio. Hoping for a big turnout, as we're not going to have another one of these until we start ramping up for the road to WrestleMania. So if you missed out on the Summer Block Party episode, make sure you guys mark this on your calendars and join in on the fun. Last but not least, if you're interested in becoming a member of the Smart Out Moment writing team and you want to write for the website, whether it's recaps of the television episodes or editorial columns, whatever it may be, head on over to smartoutmoment.com, fill out the contact form, send me an email, and we'll start getting to talking on all the other issues that we have to take care of. Break time is over with. Let's get back to work with the main event of this evening, Belt or Bury, Damian Sandow. If you're not sure what Belt or Bury is and you missed out on the first one that we did with Cody Rhodes in the past, it's pretty simple. We take a wrestler that isn't currently holding a title and break down whether that person deserves to hold a championship at the moment or if the opposite should take place and they should be taken down a peg. Whatever we decide, we then give our opinions on how we think WWE should go about putting that plan into action. On this edition, we're taking a look at a man who just recently attempted to try to cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase, but came up short, and a lot of people are wondering where WWE is going to be taking his career. That man is Damian Sandow, and he has yet to win a single title in WWE so far, if you don't count the briefcase being a title in some way. So when push comes to shove, what do you do with the guy? Do you bury him, or do you put a title on him? Peyton, why don't you start us off? What direction would you take Damian Sandow? Damian Sandow is an extremely talented fellow who I think for too long has remained in the back scenes. Um, yes, everyone has to pay their dues. Everyone has to work their way up, but the guy has not been working up, and suddenly it seems he went from being completely obscure to being a main event contender it's it's too rushed but i do think he deserves some shine maybe not the world title not just yet but i would absolutely give the guy a belt whether it's a mid-card title um i would say he would be great with the new uh retro intercontinental title i think that would look very very fitting around his waist uh, but even if you wanted to once again make him a tag team uh, champion. I'm shocked that Rhodes Scholars never got the tag titles for as great as they were. Um, so for for me, Damian Sandow, absolutely give the guy a belt. Which belt would you go with? The Intercontinental? If I had to choose one, it would be the Intercontinental, yes. How would you do it? Would you, would you do that like right now? Would you give him the Intercontinental title from Curtis Axel, or would you kind of like wait a little bit? Who would you um, kind of want him to feud with? That kind of stuff. Well, tra- traditional wrestling logic, I don't think you could just have him take it from Curtis Axel. Um, you would have to do the good old uh, transitional, and I guess you could rely on good old Kofi for something like that, or maybe you could even do that with somebody new. I mean, giving someone else a chance to shine, even if they only do a short transitional. Um, someone perhaps like uh, a Zack Ryder or a returning Tyson Kidd would be excellent opportunities to do that with. Um, in fact, Tyson Kidd would be a perfect person. Have him do one or two good matches with Curtis Axel, so Curtis Axel doesn't look like a complete goof at the end of his run, and then start a few-month program with Damian Sandow. Those guys could have excellent kick-ass matches. 
Um, I don't know how the mic work would be. Uh, Damien Sandow would definitely overshadow Tyson Kidd by a long par <laughs> unless he was taking some acting lessons on his off time. Uh, then again, maybe he's better than I think. I don't know. I guess we haven't had too much of an opportunity to really see what Tyson Kidd's got in the tank. What kind of time frame would you put the title on him? Around WrestleMania? Royal Rumble. Hmm. I would have him win at Royal Rumble and hold it into WrestleMania. I don't know if you're playing that far ahead with it, but if uh, if you're going with that, would you have him defend the title at uh, WrestleMania? And if Absolutely. he would, who would he defend it against? In my opinion, the Intercontinental title should always be defended at WrestleMania. I agree. Um, as far as who he should defend it against, uh, why not Cody? Reignite that feud just in time for WrestleMania and this time have a title on the line. That's a good point. So what do you think that they should do with the whole John Cena thing right now? How do they get him out of this where he doesn't look too bad, but at the same time he doesn't actually win the title from John Cena? Um, well, at this point, I guess we're looking at a triple threat situation, which I think is a possibility of what we will have before this is all said and done. Um, at that point, just have Cena beat Del Rio. You know, have, have Sandow be a strong contender, have him staying on Cena's heels at all time, maybe get the best of him at the end of certain shows. But in the end, have Del Rio being the one tapping to the STF while Sandow got knocked out from something earlier in the match, and that's that. Hmm. Burhan, what do you think? Belt or Barry, Damian Sandow? I would look at belts um, in terms of Sandow. I agree with Peyton wholeheartedly. Everything that he said uh, never sounded truer in a sense because Sandow was one of those guys, he needed a level of um, hierarchy in a sense. He, he didn't need to get pushed all the way to the... Um, the, the World Heavyweight Championship, he should have basically been given a mid-card run beforehand. Um, the fact that he's he's going the, the way that he's going at the moment, it's it's a shame in a sense. Um, but I would um, I, I would basically put the belt on him, the IC title. Uh, I'd agree with with his logic, get the belt off of um, Axel by putting it on uh, Kofi Kingston, and then from Kofi have him win the championship. I think what they need to do is put him in a nice little storyline with the title, um, ingrain him in that. Maybe have him go against Cody Rhodes uh, if Cody had nothing to do, or somebody else basically chasing him for a bit. Maybe even put a, a nice little stable around the guy. You know, make him uh, a fixture on the mid card until. Uh, eventually they feel he's ready to move up to the world championship. Hmm. Who would you feud him with when he wins that title? If you had like a first there's person. A, there's to, a to ton of with. guys. You could have Daniel Bryan, CM Punk in a sense. Um, that If you're looking at upper mid card, if you're going for um, like IC championship material, you've got Zack Ryder. You've got Santino. You've got like literally a ton of guys on the roster. Um, if you were looking at a good match out of him, yeah, Tyson Kidd. Hmm. We're going to come back to some of these ideas a little bit later on. Uh, Wego, Belder Burry, Damian Sandow. Um, I definitely wouldn't put the world championship on him. I am, I'm very much on the same boat as Payton with putting the IC belt around him. I think the way you have him come out looking strong in this feud is up until the point where, for one, I don't want this to be a triple threat match with Alberto Cena and uh, Sandow. I've seen enough Del Rio. But I think you can string out two months of a feud with these guys. 
I did initially have the triple threat match with Cena, Sandow, and Alberto Del Rio. Cena taps out Del Rio. Sandow's still got a claim to the championship that he wasn't beaten in that match. And he gets a singles match. And throughout the duration of the feud, he keeps one-upping Cena on the TV shows. Uh, be it, it doesn't have to be a straight, clean finish, but like, you know, in a tag match. He can or be able to distract. Basically, you can get it, give him a couple of bullshit wins uh, before Cena eventually beats him. Uh, following that, you're probably going to have a guy like Big E Langston with the Intercontinental Championship. Um, you could throw him into a feud with Big E and have him beat him on um, a pay-per-view or a Raw and build a program with those two guys for a month. Hmm. Now, what's funny is I thought that we might go a slightly different way with some of the things, but we're all actually on page with giving him a mid-card title. And I, we're like, we're all jumping to the same kind of conclusion of that the Intercontinental title would look better for him than the United States title too. Because he's got this whole classy vibe to him, and that's so retro and well, it's like a beautiful looking belt as far as titles go. It's the nicest one in the company. Yeah, the white and the gold really scream Damian Sandow a lot more than the American flag would. Not that he's like some un-American character or anything like that, but it's still just that's a little too tacky, and the Intercontinental title looks so much classier. Uh, I would go almost the exact same way that everybody else is saying. Um, a babyface beats Curtis Axel. I don't know who I necessarily would want to fill that spot. Maybe Kofi Kingston, just because this would be a transitional thing. And if you're going to give it to somebody who is a good transitional champion, there's nobody better than Kofi right now, essentially. Maybe Tyson Kidd. That was a good idea. Uh, the thing with Tyson Kidd I'd be a little bit worried about is... After he drops it, you have to kind of build him up a little bit, or else that was a pointless title win. Yeah, there's a rebuilding phase. Right. And I don't know if Tyson Kidd can survive a rebuilding, because he's not charismatic enough to pull it off. <laughs> but it depends on how much WWE would want to do with him. Uh, maybe even somebody like Santino or Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder's not doing much. Santino's really just kind of a jobber character anyway. So you could have somebody beat Curtis Axel, no matter who it is. Curtis Axel's pretty much shot. And or maybe not even an R-Truth if you want to do that. JTG. Uh, or hell, Brodus Clay. Fuck, I don't care. Like, whoever it is, they anybody can beat Curtis Axel at this point because he's pretty much useless. And don't make a big deal out of it. It's just Curtis Axel losing. He's not dropping it and putting somebody over massively and now the Intercontinental Championship is so, so great because you beat Curtis Axel or anything. It doesn't really matter. Uh, as much as I want the IC title to be a huge thing, it isn't right now. Um, in the meantime, I think we got to go the same route with the Del Rio thing. Have John Cena beating Del Rio. He's not actually beating Damian Sandow, but Sandow can't get it done. And eventually you got to get to a point where somebody can't just keep getting a title shot. So I think you give Damian Sandow a triple threat match at TLC or you give him a triple threat match at Survivor Series and maybe even TLC, and Sandow can't get the World Heavyweight Championship, which in the meantime obviously pisses him off. And whoever beats Curtis Axel, they can just have some kind of a backstage segment where maybe Damian Sandow is cutting a promo backstage with Renee Young or whoever, talking about how he just can't seem to win the title and he's the uncrowned champion and all the other kind of gimmick stuff he has going on right now. And this new champion walks by all proud 
hey, you're an uncrowned champion, but guess who is the new champion? It's me. It's Zack Ryder, whoever I am. And he just goes, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to wrestle you tonight, and I'm going to win the title. You have a match on Raw, and he actually wins the title away from him. Doesn't matter at all that it's the Intercontinental Championship. He won a championship, and now he can start gloating about how he actually is a champion right now. And then you start working with him being the Intercontinental Champion and building some credibility up to it. As far as WrestleMania comes, Dolph Ziggler. I think uh, Cody Rhodes should have that match with Goldust. Or actually, I think he should have it with Dustin Rhodes. And there's nobody else better to have a match, I think, with Damian Sandell than Dolph Ziggler. Especially because Dolph Ziggler is not going to be in the world title picture. As much as I would hope that he would be, he's clearly not going to. And if you're not going to have some kind of a big match with the authority and make Dolph Ziggler the top guy in that, which I don't think that they'll do, I'd rather him fight for the Intercontinental title and put on a really damn good match and throw some other people in that match. You know, put The Miz and Big Show and Kane and I don't know who else they would end up putting in that, but... Those kind of guys, the Biggie Langstons and so forth, Kofi Kingston, those guys can fill in that big match and Ziggler and Sandow can just be trusted to go out there, have a good uh, classic Intercontinental title match, and really make it look that much better. And keep him the Intercontinental champion for as long as possible. And that'll actually do more for his main event future than this main event thing that we have going on right now. Uh, that's pretty much it when it comes to Belterbury. We are all on the same page that we should give a belt to Damian Sandow, but he's not ready for the World Heavyweight title, and he shouldn't be winning it from John Cena, especially not right now at the very least. So, does anybody else have any other uh, thoughts that they want to kind of break down for Belt or Bury? If he is buried in the future, do you think that he can bounce back from it, or do you think that? WWE is going to bury him, or do you think that they are going to put a belt on him? Even though that might not necessarily be the thing that you're going to do. What do you think, Peyton? Well, one thing we got to consider, Damian Sandow is a character and may still be very new to us, but the man who's playing him has been around for quite a while. He's not very young. He doesn't have a lot of time left. So if he's going to get himself up there, he's got to do it sooner than later. And he's got to get himself liked both from the crowd and from everyone in the powers that be backstage. So this is his time. He he had that moment last week with John Cena, and you know what? He knocked it out of the park. Now, I, I, I think I could speak for anyone here. There were times in that match where we were pulling so hard for Damian Sandow to win that match. But you know what? Looking back on it now, I'm glad he didn't. But, man, he got me to believe, and he got me behind him. So he's going to he's gonna be able to, to get himself there no matter what. Hmm. Brian? I think he'll he'll get himself there. Um, but there's the whole eventuality to this. With me, uh, as I've said, if they push him properly in this feud with John Cena, I could see him with the World Heavyweight Championship. But the problem is it's Cena. You know, they want to give him a, a long um, title reign with that World Heavyweight Championship. You could have Sandow chasing him and establishing himself as a top heel. Anything to get Paul Rio out of it. Um but I don't know. I, I think he may be an upper mid-carder for life if they decide to start with the IC title and then maybe switch him over to the US title and go back and forth, same as what they did with Ziggler. They may do that, and he may just be that for a, lot, a sort of life in that position. 
Wego? Um, I'm pretty much sticking to what I said before. Um, I'm happy with him coming out of this feud, losing. Uh, they don't need to. They all they need to do is make him look competitive, and he's got a bright future in the company. I'm actually a little bit more pessimistic. I don't think we're going to see world cha- world champion Damian Sandow ever. I think uh, he'll probably be maybe like a two to three time mid card champion. Maybe there's a chance that they give him the world heavyweight title if they're in a weird situation and you know that a lot of injuries happen or something like we've had in the past. I mean, Kali's been champion. We've given championships to people like uh, Chavo Guerrero for ECW and so forth. So anything could happen, but. I got a feeling Damian Sandell, they probably lost their um, their faith in him. And this is kind of their attempt to go, well, we gave him the money in the bank and we're going to try to get something out of him. But I don't think that they're going to trust him to be that guy. If he does end up winning the title, I think that they'll use that as like a transitional thing like Jack Swagger when he won the World Heavyweight Championship. I hope that's not the case because I like him and I think he's got a lot more talent than what they give him credit for. But... The more I think about it, the more I think a lot of these people that I was hoping could break out into the main event, like your Kofi Kingston's and your um, Dolph Ziggler to an extent, even the people like Wade Barrett now, I think a lot of them, the time's kind of done. And WWE, they're not going to go forward with him anymore. I disagree with Wade Barrett. I think it's just a matter of creative not having anything for him, but I think he's got every tool in the world to be a main eventer. That I do too. I just don't that. think WWE has the faith in him. That annoys me in the fact that he's had so many stalled pushes, it's unbelievable. Um, but, you know, it it bugs me to an extent, but hopefully he'll be able to seize it with his new gimmick and, and push himself to the top the way he's supposed to. Um but with Sandow, I see a lot more in him. I, I think he's too good not to push. Well, let us know what you guys would say. You Would you give the belt, or any belt for that matter, to Damian Sandow? Or do you think that they should be knocking him down a peg and pushing him to the solid mid-card or jobber or tag team division or whatever you think? Maybe you're such a an anti-Sandow person that you think that he should be fired from the company or something, but whatever it is, make sure you leave those comments below. Tell us what you think. And we'll, uh, maybe we'll go over this a little bit next week when we've got the live show, which will be of course, November 15th, Friday, 10 PM Eastern megapowersradio.com blogtalkradio.com slash megapowersradio. Our special feature for that episode is going to just be covering all the monthly mailbag questions you guys send in and taking all of your calls live. So keep that in mind. Mark that on your calendars. That's going to knock us out for the special feature for this week, which means let's take care of some fantasy league business. Peyton, what do you got for us? Well, nothing much has changed as far as the numbers and the order. Everything stays relatively the same. Uh, I had a rough night this past Monday as far as my team goes, so I need to do something. So, Stephen, you're you're actually ahead of me, so I, I have to ask you first. Are there any subs you want to do this week? Um, no, I'm good. All right, good. Uh, so, as I said, this past Monday night, I went four people were in matches. All four of them lost, and the fifth of them didn't have a match. He was just in a backstage interview. Not good news for Team Payton this past Monday. 
I have to do some switches. So what I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be dropping Luke Harper, who I still think has a great future. I just don't think it's going to be panning out anytime soon. And in his place, I'll be taking the returning Tyson Kidd. Hmm. Do you think there's actually like going to be something good with Tyson Kidd? Or do you think he's just going to get some, uh, some wins on Raw and SmackDown? I think he's at least going to get some wins, if not for anything else, because of the total Divas alignment. Which is, if you remember, I had Tyson Kidd on my team for a couple of weeks few months back when yeah. they first did uh first did total divas because i was expecting him back soon but it took him a lot longer to come back so yeah welcome back to team Payton, tyson kid as long as wwe keeps thinking we're in canada you should be okay <laughs> pretty Weird. soon welcome back to team Payton, bo dallas maybe we'll see don't stop believing don't stop believing so who's next on the trades and whatever well that would be burhan but i don't think he's replacing anybody and i doubt you are either tony are you burhan nope i'm keeping my team for the long haul yeah and i'm not going to replace mine either i really wish i could replace a couple people but i can't take anybody who is uh available to take right now i would trade with other people but everybody wants daniel bryan or whatever and i'm not going to get him up i want to get rid of the miz i want to get rid of bray wyatt maybe i want to get rid of uh if all three Bray or all three Wyatt family members were just like on on the the open roster, nobody <laughs> wants them. They're they're completely worthless properties. I don't even Wait, remember Bray Wyatt's on. Bray Wyatt's open. No, 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 I have Bray Wyatt, but I want to no. maybe get rid of him, but not with anybody who that uh, they would want to trade. Everybody else would be like, I'll trade uh, Eric Rowan for him. Like, sure. <laughs> Peyton did that and bit him in the ass. <laughs> so now I'm not making any trades. Is that it then? That's it. All right. (laughs) That takes care of all the Fantasy League stuff, so the only thing left to do is to run down some plugs. First plug, as always, Sign Me Up Initiative. Bring a Smart Out Moment sign to any kind of wrestling event of any sort, like uh, Awesome Piano Man did last week when he brought a sign to Monday Night Raw. Send me a picture or video of it, and I will put it up on the website, as well as on the next episode of Smack Talk. Remember to check out everything else that's under a mango tree, like fanboysanonymous.com for everything geek-related, outonlimbs.com for my opinions on everyday life nonsense, Bleacher Report articles that I mentioned in the Bleacher Report card, so on and so forth, a mango tree, and Tony Mango on Facebook and Twitter and everything else like that. And switching this up, let's go reverse from what we've been doing earlier on in the episode and start off with Stephen Wigo. Um, from me, you can join us next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we're going to be discussing 20 years of the UFC as we look into and predict UFC Hendricks vs. GSP. Um, if the 20th anniversary show falls on the 10th episode of UDMMA, um, you'll, myself, Brendan Legan, and maybe Clint Davis will stop by and give all our good thoughts on the MMA world. And of course, November 17th, you can check out the um, our anime show here on Fanboys Anonymous as we uh, review Dangon Rumper and a few other anime series. Brian? Uh, nerdgenius.com, www.youtube.com forward slash the nerdgenius. I'm uh, trying to figure out uh, Sony Vegas at the moment in order to actually put up the video for the Xbox One tour. I'm having a few issues. Hopefully that's going to be done by the end of tonight. Um, check out fanboysanonymous.com, Mega Powers Radio. I got gameplay 8 p.m. every Saturday. And uh, for those of you looking for a token nation, you can check out nerdgenius.com. It's going to be uh, there as an article instead of a show because there's a new show going to be debuting on Mega Powers at some point. Uh, so 
uh, Otoku sort of merged itself into that, migrated over on that side. Um, apart from that, loads of other things. This job for hire, Enigma Entertainment. Just watch your space, guys. And if you want to contact me personally, go to nerdgenius.com and it'll have a list of everything that I do, including the Mega Powers Radio Player, where you can listen to all the good Mega Powers Radio shows uh, on the Nerd Genius. And Mr. Payton. Uh, just stay tuned. All the awesome stuff we got going on. Mega Powers Radio. You've heard people talking about it all freaking night. We got cool things going on there all the time. Megapowersradio.com, Facebook.com slash Radio, and YouTube.com slash Radio. Alrighty, that'll do us in for episode 105. Thank you to everybody who was on the show and everybody who was listening on iTunes, on Stitcher, or on YouTube. Next week, we will have that live edition of Smack Talk that I've mentioned multiple times before. Stay tuned for that. We're going to have a lot of fun, and we're going to ring out the year, basically, by talking to you guys live. This has been another Smart Out moment, and we're being counted out. Adios, everybody. Just a small town boy living in a bonely world. <laughs> not going anywhere. Just a small town girl. I don't know the word. Hold on. I don't know the words of this song. That's terrible. Just a small town girl living in a bonely world. She took the midnight train, Boeing anywhere. <laughs> Just a city bow, <laughs> born and raised in South Detroit. <laughs> she took the midnight train, Boeing anywhere. Strangers waiting up and down the boulevard, <laughs> the shadows. <laughs> Searching in the night, street light, people living just a fine devotion, hiding somewhere in the night. Don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling, street light. People don't stop believing people. <laughs> the fuck? Outro. There you go. You've had an outro. <laughs> there gets the outro in there. Oh. I still fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you got all you got all you can get out of me. You fucked up. You fucked up.